Welcome to the Oak Hill Basketball to Jamaica podcast. This is Coach Rimbarger, and uh, we are on episode number four of season one. Yes, that's right, Clay, of season one. Season one, episode number four. Uh, we skipped the day yesterday, just a little bit too busy to get a podcast in yesterday. So uh, we're coming to you live and direct from the veranda in Highgate, Jamaica at CSI's uh, guest house. And I have one, two, three, four, five guests with me tonight. I'm going to ask them to state their full name, no nicknames, full name, and what grade you are in. I am Matthew Lamar Hirschberger, and I just graduated. I'm Clint Scott McCorkle, and I'm going to be a junior. I'm Abigail Daniel Strange, and I'm going to be a senior. I'm Brady Lawrence Evans, and I just graduated. Blake Richard Fox, and I'm going to be a junior. Apparently, they're still used to customs and immigration giving their full names. Okay, so as I said, we are a couple of days into the build. So uh, when we last left you, if I can remember right, we had the footers in, the foundations were in. We had the wall or the floor in, the floor joists in. We also had the back wall in, but that was really about it. So... Give us a little brief, uh, brief synopsis. I don't need everybody to speak here. Just kind of what we did day number two and what we did day number three in regards to the actual building of the homes. And keep in mind, these are 10 by 20 tiny houses, right? Day two, we finished the walls, cut out doors and windows. And my group made like a little deck as well as finished painting. Um, day two, we uh, put up the rest of the walls and uh, cut out the doors and windows and uh, put the <laughs> put the frames up and then uh, day three. And then... Thanks, Clay. <laughs> Day number three, okay, uh, and then individually, I think each house did a little bit some something different than the other house, okay? So what do we do today to finish up, to put the entire house together? Uh, we're done with the house, so completely. So what did we do today, and what did you do that was a little bit different at your place that the other two places did not? Uh, today... Um, we brought a little bit of shade to the houses with the roof and uh, the shutters to the windows. Much needed here in uh, the heat of Jamaica. But uh, that was the main thing of today. I don't think there's anything special for my group that other groups weren't doing. Explain the uh, window system a little bit more. We cut, what would you say, three windows? Four windows, four windows in each house. So how are the windows constructed? The windows aren't a uh, glass window like we would think of, but um, they're just the shutters um, made from um, a plaster material. Um, they, they are horizontal and they flip just to blind the sun. That's about it. Okay, so um, doors, we've got two doors on the house, 
two doors on the house. How are the houses uh, or the doors, I guess, or the houses in general secured? Um, there's wooden planks that are dug into the ground with dirt and cement hoarding the houses up. So you're not understanding my question. <laughs> the actual door itself, like we've got a door handle on our door, and it's got a little lock on the door, right? And then we probably, you know, might have had a deadbolt lock and a security system even, okay? First off, what's the security system in Jamaica? A dog. Are the dogs, are the dogs in general very well taken care of. Can you kind of describe the condition of the dogs? Um, they are not very well taken care of. Normally they are very skinny and uh, look how, look like they need a meal. And uh, some have scratches and bruises where they've been beaten. And they just lay on the side of the street in the city and stuff. They're, they act like they're in as much misery as we are in regards to the heat too, don't they? But they're there for security, right? That's their primary responsibility. The house itself, the door, how is the door constructed? Who put the door together today? How is it shut, locked, all of those things? So basically, we cut out the part of the wall where, where we wanted the door to be. And then they took it to saw, made it a little smaller. And we put um, some wood on the inside to like, kind of frame it out on the inside. And then we put two hinges on the side of the door. Um, and then on the other side, we put like a little lock system, like you'd maybe see like on a public bathroom or something. And um, that's pretty much it in the door handle. Okay, so day two and three, we've gone through a couple of days, obviously building relationships with the people that you're building the houses with, their families, the young children in particular. Are, I know on our Brady and our side, they're what, probably at least five kids running around that uh, Brady and some of the others have made some pretty good you know, hopefully lasting memories and relationships with. So these two days are full of different kinds of experiences. Um, before I let you share what your experiences are, um, somebody describe for me what sugarcane, obviously everybody knows what sugarcane is, but how do you go about eating sugarcane? And then, I mean, is it as obvious as tasting like sugar water? So I think it tastes like straight up sugar. But you cut a little chunk off, and then you start at the top and use your teeth and, like, tear down, like, string cheese, chew it up a little bit, suck on it, and once all the taste is gone, you just spit it out. Very similar to gum, right? Wouldn't you say you chew the gum until the flavor of the gum's gone? Sugar cane's pretty much the same way. You peel it back with your teeth, take a chunk off of it like string cheese, and then... Suck on the juices until you can swallow the sugar cane, but it probably wouldn't wouldn't be great on your system, right? All right, any other experiences? Anything else that you have seen, done, want to report back on in the last two days? Yeah. I just want to say that... Um, the Jamaicans that we're working with building the houses embarrass us every single day when it comes to building because they're just miles ahead of us. And you can tell that they've built however many houses they've built. That's more than me. So they they know what they're doing. Okay. So let's expand upon that a little bit. That was one of the things 
Thank you, Blake. Just a transition. That was a great transition. That was awesome. Uh, wanted to cover that. We each one of us have three or at least one Jamaican on our job site with us. So if, for each job site, if you could explain who's with us and just a little bit about them, what you know about them, and um, you know the work ethic goes beyond uh, mentioning. They're all very, very impressive workers. Andrew King would be should be down here recruiting workers. All right. So uh, build number one, who you got on your house for house number one? For us, we had a dude named Harry and he's been doing construction, I think he said for 15 years and he's super strong. He did the whole roof himself, pretty much put the whole floor together, dug all the holes and pretty much did all the walls and most of the cuts. And he just runs circles around all of us from building the house. Um, Harry has muscles on top of his muscles and he has muscles in places that most of us don't even think about having places. Right. Right. Uh, I was carrying two, two by fours up a hill one day thinking I was doing a pretty good job. It was pretty hot out. So I was pretty, pretty good and labored. And I turned around. Well, I shouldn't have to turn around because he ran right by me with 10 two by fours underneath his arm. So Harry's got Harry's strong. Harry's 36 years old. So he's only 12 years younger than me. How about build number two? So we have two guys that help us, but one of them, his name is Abe. He has really bad scoliosis, and his shoulder probably comes out about five inches from his back. And he outworks everybody on the site. I, I bet Tristan $5 he, could break, he couldn't break this rock that was in our way, and Tristan couldn't do it. And then we gave the bar to Abe, and he broke it in a couple swings. So I'd say he's pretty strong. Build number three. Number two person on build number two. <laughs> um, our second person was um, Patrick. Patrick is a lot um, more serious about the work. Abe is definitely more of a jokester. He's hilarious. But um, Patrick is um, very serious about what we're doing. He likes to get things done quickly and efficiently. So. Now build number three. How about that, Clay? Uh, we have two people on our site, and uh, one of them is named Arthur, and he uh, likes to have fun, and he's always cracking jokes at each other, at, like us, and uh, he likes to sing too, and uh, he's a very hard worker, and he normally sticks to, like the measurements and sawing the wood, and uh, yeah. Always the great ending to the answer. We get that a lot, right, Blake? And, uh, yeah. All right. So, uh, you've been, what, two days into uh, the build now, and um, you've been encouraged to kind of walk off, not walk off the job site, but walk away from the tools and, and pick up, you know, relationships a little bit. Try to gather and, and garner some relationships with the people that are there. So can you tell me something a little bit about what you've learned about the people that you're building the houses for? The people we're building our houses for, they don't like have a direct faith towards God like they believe, but they fall, they've fallen away. And there's five kids on our work site. There's three who are directly from the family, Travis, Jamar, and Jaden, and then a girl named Miracle. And they're all they all just love to hang out around us and be around us. And today, uh, me, Keen, and Taj all gave them our bandanas. And that just meant the world to them to be able to have something bright and colorful 
to keep the sun out of their heads and faces. Talk a little bit about Barrington. Who's Barrington? Barrington's the other son. He's about 15 years old. He's a freshman in high school. Um, he, he does a lot of work during the work site. He always has a paintbrush or he's helping us all cut. He, he's never sitting down just enjoying the day. He's actually helping us build his house. Um, at our work site, uh, we have three little girls. Uh, Shakira, Brianna, and uh, Shakila. And uh, they just, it just, they're amazed by little things like card tricks with uh, Mr. Sugar today and like card games. They're so happy to play with us and they're just amazed by a lot of little things. So, in our work site, Cynthia has three daughters a niece and one son. So I only remember one son, but the son's name is Jermaine. He's 14 and he plays soccer. He also, like Barrington, helps out on making the house and does a lot of work. And then Abby will talk about the girls. So um, she... Um, Cynthia, who the mother, has two daughters and a niece that lives with her. Okay, three daughters and one niece. And um, they are, these names are really hard, so give me a minute. Um, Zaria, Crystalie, and Calicia, and Jardine. Jardine. Yeah. Um, lots of them are older. There's maybe like one of the girls is maybe like 10 years old, but besides that, uh, most of them are our age. So. I think we may have said this before on a past podcast of this current season, which is season number one, Blake. Uh, these, these people, um, all three of them are currently unemployed. Jobs are very, very hard to find down here. They are getting government assistance, but trying to make it on how much a month? Does anybody remember how much money a month these people? They're getting $25 every other month um, from the government just to live off of and feed all the people that are in their household. Okay, so switching gears a little bit. Um, now that uh, the build is almost over, we are beyond halfway. Today is beyond the halfway mark. And we're coming down, uh, winding the build up. Tomorrow we're going to dedicate the houses. Friday you're having a fun day. We're going to Ocho Rios and Duns River Falls. So your experience in regards to uh, here at Highgate is coming to a close. All right. What uh, I guess the question I want to ask is, what did you think you were getting into, and then uh, versus what have you seen so far? Okay. So in other words. Um, when you're thinking about the trip, what did you envision it being versus what it actually really is? Now, I'm going to have all five of you answer the next three questions. Um, if the question, if the answers are repetitive, it's completely fine. So what I was envisioning was a giant open plain, all grassy, not really any shade. But I thought we were all going to build three houses like right next to each other. And then it ended up being that we were all in completely different places and it was really tight and compact. There was some shade here and there. And then a bunch of people in the community just came and watched. Some helped, some took some food at lunch and just left. 
So, yeah. Um, I pictured us, uh, like Matt said, building our houses all next to each other and uh, just kind of talking amongst ourselves about how the family has have uh, interacted with us. It uh, really helped us get comfortable around them. And uh... Um, I'm with Matt, on Matt's side with him. And um, I didn't really picture us building houses really close to each other. And I guess it's just not something I thought about. But I did think we're going to have like this like more open um, place to work at. And our site, um, the lady actually tore part of our house down so we could build a new one for her. And so it's very compact and tight. And um, there are a lot of people. There are a lot of people that come. Um, they're all very close, it seems like, all their neighbors. So, um, yeah. Um, I didn't really expect to make so many connections when we got here building houses. I also didn't expect the families to help so much. But, like, throughout the project, random people just show up every day, and, like, if they want to hesitate to help, they'd just grab a hammer and nails, and they'd start helping, like, they knew exactly what they are doing. Like, it was their own family they a house for. Like, they all had a connection with each other that, I mean, we say we have together, but it's so much stronger here because, I mean, everyone's got to do it together to survive around here. I think for the most part, um, Everything, a lot of stuff was how I expected, but the thing that uh, I really wasn't expecting was how fast the build would actually go. Um, I didn't realize that it would be just part of three days to complete an entire house, painting and building and everything. Uh, so I think that was pretty cool to see everyone pitching in to make sure it got done, um, not only in time, but uh, way quicker than I thought. Um, that was probably the main thing. And also just um, the... The difference in entertainment here really like really struck me how we we're always looking for something to do and always watching TV and these people just sit on the side of the road and wave at every car that goes by or um, I saw the three little girls that are at our work site were playing on a um, metal bucket the other day like it was a horse so just uh, the difference in things that entertain people here uh, really amazed me. Anything else astound you about the culture here in Jamaica that is very uh, not like America? Um, I think we've seen it just about every day on our job site. I know we've seen we saw it last night. We went into Highgate, which is the middle of town, to get um, ice cream. So, can you talk about that just a little bit? There's a lot of weed. Um, that's just part of their culture. Just kind of, it's kind of different, but um, it's just something to get used to. Matthew's calling for the mic. The smell at the build site number two is so strong throughout the day that it's hard not to get a headache because it's always there. It never leaves, and it hurts after a while. I would say probably the comparison that you would have is uh, in America, somebody may show up on a job site and start nailing a board together and have a cigarette hanging out of their mouth, right? It would not be uncommon to see the same thing here, except it's a marijuana joint, right? And they have extra ones uh, hidden behind their ears and ready to go. Uh, driving around 
the roads here in Jamaica. Obviously, I don't think any of us will. Uh, I think everybody here has a license. I don't think any of us are going to complain about potholes anymore. I don't think. Um, can you compare um, places in the United States that it would be very similar to driving here in Jamaica? Okay, to compare potholes, Converse's potholes are pretty close. Those are pretty rough. But the thing here is we're experiencing some of those potholes standing on the back of a lumber truck, which is a whole nother experience for potholes because um, our crew leader, Arthur, does not slow down for potholes. He just expects you to hold on. But uh, I visited Yellowstone, and those roads were really winding, and there's a lot of ledges right next to them. And tight turns so i mean here you look at a turn and you can't see where it's coming out or anything so that's a lot different i kind of thought the same thing gatlinburg for those of who visit gatlinburg or that area uh, severeville going all the way up into the mountains to a cabin those roads are very narrow uh very curvy um they're i i don't remember seeing a single stop sign in the entire country of jamaica and uh, people will do anything to miss a pothole, which includes driving right in front of you. And so hitting a tight turn on a narrow road where all you can do is see down for miles is, is quite unusual. Okay, anything that we have not covered, I, it seems like we got two questions there in one. Any eye-opening experiences or anything else that, that you can think of that uh, really was a kind of a wow moment for you? It, um, for me, it kind of came unexpected, but uh, we were getting ice cream in town, and just this guy that was uh, standing outside of the ice cream shop, we got to talk to his name was Miguel. Um, that kind of that was kind of an eye-opening experience for me, just because uh, what we found out was that Miguel was a professional boxer, and actually, um, uh, the thing that really caught me off guard that wasn't that, but it was that um, he had figured out. Uh, to not find the joy in the boxing or not find the joy in uh, the big crowds that he was telling us about. But he was just saying how it's amazing to be a man of God in Jamaica and uh, how he gets more respect for that um, than he does in his boxing career. Um, we take the trip last night for ice cream. It was very, very dark outside. It seemed like everybody in Highgate, which nobody really knows, folks in Jamaica migrate around so much, it's hard to say what a true population of a town is, but there are cars everywhere. It's hard to get our car down the road. And uh, Pastor Key asked, are, were you intimidated? And the answer for most of us was no. By and large, how, how are Jamaican people? They're all just so friendly. Like anywhere you go, they're always waving. They're saying hello. That like you don't ever find just a mean Jamaican. Anywhere you go, they're always greeting you politely. Okay, God opened a lot of doors for you to be here. Um, you know, God provided sixteen hundred dollars for each of you individually to be here, and God provided a lot of prayer warriors for you to come here. And I I fully believe it was for God to speak to you in some way. Um, how do you feel uh, God has spoken to you this week? I didn't have much time to think about my answer, but um, for me, God this week has um, just really spoke to me in a couple of different little ways. There hasn't been 
uh, one big thing that has really stood out, but there's just a lot of little things like the culture and uh, the people that we've got to talk to and just seeing the shelters that they have. Um, it just really, as much as we can say, we expected what was coming on this trip. We really didn't know it was coming. And um, that's really what God's done for me is just surprised me and uh, pushed me out of my comfort zone a little bit of small town, Indiana. For me, it was mainly just God talking to me and showing me how small people from Indiana can make a huge difference all the way across the world to people that they don't even know us. There's just God opening up like what plans he has for me and like what he wants me to do in my future and how this can impact me and impact hundreds of lives in the future. Kind of like Blake, nothing. There's like been lots of little things. Um, There's not really been one big thing that stood out, but we still got um, two, three days left. So we got time. But um, just to see how happy like the people are and see how much we I can appreciate how much, how little I have, like, or how little they have and how much I have and just um, take it back and be like, um, you know, this is not so bad. I mean, don't even complain all the time. I mean, I mean, um, they just take it and they enjoy everything they have and I can take that back with me home. So, um, definitely like leadership, uh, coach Jay was talking to me about it and he said to lead, you have to serve. And, uh, so today I had the opportunity to uh, clean the toilet and I can't say I had a fun time doing it, but it was, uh, I would say it was worthwhile. And it, like, it definitely spoke to me. And it's weird to say that toilet spoke to me. <laughs> but, yeah. I wouldn't say God's spoken to me, per se. But I definitely feel like I'm here for a reason. Um, right now, I feel like that reason is um, to grow myself. Um, I've done a bunch of things wrong on this trip. Like, whether it's building or making the wrong move in six hand euchre, but I, ha- <laughs> I haven't made a, I haven't responded well to criticism or improvements I can make. And so I definitely feel like God's helping me in that way. Okay. Thank you. Very impressive answers. Um, tomorrow should be a really, really big day tomorrow is the dedication. We are all going to go to each one of the homes and have a bit of a service um, and um, and dedicate the houses, have the families go into the houses, just like a big reveal that you might see on uh, you know HDTV. But they're going to go be able to go in and, and we're going to pray over the homes. And so we're really excited for what that's like. And we'll be excited to uh, kind of debrief that tomorrow with four or five Uh, new members of the team to get an opportunity to speak on that. So with that, we'll wrap up this episode. That would be episode number four of Oak Hill Basketball to Jamaica.